All right, tonight the uh, OU soccer team squares off against Arkansas here at John Crane Field. We've been spending uh, the Plank Show today on the road here on campus. We heard from uh, Coach Carr a little bit earlier in the program. Caitlin was kind enough to talk about the events around tonight's game, including a petting zoo, which uh, our next two guests are going to be very much involved in taking a part in. No? Yes? No? (laughs) Mackenzie Short is the goalkeeper for the Sooners. Uh, Muriel Crofflin in her second season. But you tell me that that's not the exact way that it would be enunciated from a, a German perspective, right? My name? Yes. Yeah. Like in Germany, people say Muriel. Originally, it's a French name. That right. would be Muriel. Okay. Americans call me Murray. I, I have like a bunch of names here. Mary, Murray, okay. Mary, Murray. I, I want you to go to our play-by-play guy, Chad McKee, and say, I insist on having it pronounced Muriel. Muriel. And make sure that he does it correctly. Say, I don't want Murray. I want it to be like this. I think that's what you should go with. You could be demanding in these situations, right? Yeah. Hey, how has year two been for you bouncing off the injury? Um, Pretty good, actually. Like... I mean, obviously, I know a lot of people that have had that injury before, and I was like kind of expecting to be in a lot of pain and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But so it was surprising to me. Like my knee feels pretty good. I haven't had any pain so far, so I felt good on the field. So, and again, I, we don't have to get into the specifics of it, but sometimes with what I'm, I'm assuming that you dealt with, people say it's it's one of those to where you feel like you can go play the next day. But an MRI or something might say you can't. Was it that? Uh, yeah, for me, it was like, uh, obviously, when I first got injured, I didn't expect anything crazy. I wasn't in crazy pain. I walked off the field. The mm-hmm. next morning, I was, like, jogging in my hotel room. Um, but then I was supposed to go back to Germany for a national team camp. So I had it checked out. And then it was, like, ACL and some part of my meniscus. So it was surprising. To me, and then also when I got back, like it obviously felt good. I was like, "Yeah, I'm super fast. I'm doing everything right." First practice, we do some sprints. I'm in the very back, no chance. <laughs> You're back there with me, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm in the back. So yeah. when whenever they're doing their conditioning, Mackenzie Short, who joins this transfer goalkeeper. Um, it's not like you're the kicker at football practice, right? You still want to get out there and you want to run and, yeah. and get on that on that side of things, right? Yeah. Uh, we The goalkeepers pretty much do the same conditioning okay. as the field players. We might not be the best at it, but we still we still <laughs> go give it our all. Well, uh, welcome to Norman. Uh, what has the transition been like from uh, Lincoln to Norman for you? Yeah, honestly, it's been awesome. I think um, the change wasn't super different. The towns are pretty similar, I would say, but – um, I transferred in the middle of um, in January, so I was in the middle of the school year. So that was a, that was definitely a, a change coming in the middle of the school year when everyone's already been here for six months. But <laughs> the team was awesome and welcoming, and I felt like I fit in right away. Um, and so that was great. But I feel like the transition has been great. You are an ace reporter. Um, I just wanted to tell you that. I noticed on at uh, – make sure I get the Twitter feed right. At OU underscore W soccer. Let's go. I noticed you gave a report a couple weeks ago. Now, is this something that you're wanting – are you trying to take my job from here? Because it was really good. I was worried about that. Well, I appreciate it. Um, no, I'm not trying to take your job. <laughs> it's not my uh, – favorite thing but i enjoy talking about the soccer team for sure well let's talk about them um i'll, I'll stick with you mckenzie what's kind of caught your eye about this team moving in from uh, a pretty good program to nebraska that you had to face last sunday yeah um 
this team is honestly just really hard workers. Um, everyone goes out there and gives it their all. And, you know, if we don't have the best game or anything, like we can count on the team of being gritty and giving it their all. Um, so that's just awesome. I think that we have – a lot of freshmen and a lot of freshman starters and so that has been um, great ingraining them in and there hasn't really been a drop between seniors and freshmen it's like everyone's going in every single day and giving it their all and you know coach is going to put the best 11 players on the field and it doesn't matter if you're a freshman doesn't matter if you're a senior anything we all are going to go out there and compete so Mary for you 18 newcomers 14 true freshmen in that 18 newcomers you come back as someone who obviously was around this team last year. How different is it whenever there's been so much turnover? Um, I think all the new people bring in like a lot of quality. The freshmen are truly amazing. I think they are all doing a great job. And um, compared to last year, like we had maybe a little bit more experience last right. year. But I think like on the talent side, we are definitely ta- more talented this year, and it's especially because we have um, just, like, more players Mm -hmm. that are really willing to work hard and that have great ambitions. Everyone wants to become a great player and wants to win. Nobody is happy with a mediocre season. So I guess that is the main difference to last season. Let me ask the the Hayseed, know-nothing, sports radio guy questions. What brought you from Germany to Norman? How did you end up from from playing – in Germany to playing here in the States? Um, so I went to a soccer academy in Germany, Freiburg, I don't know if people mm. call it. It's a Bundesliga club in Germany. So I went to I know Bundesliga because they promote it all the time on Fox. So yeah, there you exactly. go. they have Let's a men's go. team. I was obviously on the women's team. <laughs> We're not um, the men's team? Wow. No, no, it's a thing in Germany. People play on boys' team, boys' team in the youth. But yeah, I was on the women's team there. And then I finished high school. And all my friends from high school were mainly normal students. They were all going on these crazy trips, like gap year, surfing in France, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to like, <laughs> just like do the same thing except for not going to school. And um, I, I, I don't know, people told me, some of my teammates also went to the U.S. and they, thought, they told me it was a great experience. So... It was very spontaneous. It was like in January or something, and I was applying for the August, like or for the fall season. I just they have agencies in Germany that text you on Instagram all the time. Oh, you want to go to the U.S.? Oh wow! Send us in a video. So this dude texted me. I sent him like a few games. A day later, I have a highlight tape and like <laughs> a profile, and like 20 coaches are texting me. Wow. But nothing like not like a lot of D2 schools, mm-hmm. junior colleges, everything. So I also had no idea what was happening. So my coach was like, uh, my agent goes like, yeah, well, there is one good, actually pretty good school uh, that is interested. So Mark texted me on WhatsApp. <laughs> um, <laughs> on WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we got in touch. And then it was pretty quick. And he was like, well, we don't have a lot of time. Like, Wow, so that is a wild. Now. So, that was a wild story. Yeah, I think um, I think I don't know when I committed, but I think it was like March, okay, something like that. And then in August, I was already here. So wow, had you always fun. spoke English, or did you have to learn it? Um, 
I mean, in Germany, you have to take English okay. in school, beginning fifth grade. But my English was definitely a little rough. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> when I got here. Does it, does it fine-tune? Have you noticed you've developed a southern accent since you've been down here at all to your English? Or no? I'm not noticing anything people, yet. People always uh, tell me, Mary, what's your best impression of your American accent? I'm like... That is my American accent. <laughs> you think I'm trying to speak it with a thick accent? Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Mackenzie, I'm curious for your experience, too. You talked a little bit about, hey, you got in the portal, wanted something new. But mm -hmm. what, what, what drew you to Norman? Yeah, um, honestly, I think the coaching staff was a huge thing coming on the visit and them just making me feel super welcome um, here. And that was just immediately something that, caught my eye um i also the program that they're creating here is just a high performance cr program and that was super um appealing coming from nebraska i wanted something that was just super high performance and i also just wanted to push myself farther and i know i could be a better player myself um and i know that they would they they would help me do that um i also think just the vibe around OU, like we win, like it's a mm -hmm. winning, it's a championship place. And you see, there's a bunch of national championships that come like each year. And it's like, that's something I want to be a part of. And that's our goal this year. If it, if, if we fall short of that, okay. But I have one more year and I get to come out and do that again next year. It's Mackenzie Short. She's goalkeeper. Uh, Mary Crofflin has joined us. I'm saying Murray. Mira, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make you mad at me. I want to try <laughs> oh, to have no, the proper accent for it. So how has it been getting back on the field for you? Where do you feel like you are right now? I mean, are you ready to, to start a match? Are you ready to get rolling? I mean, where are you right now? Um, yeah, I, I'm ready to start a match uh, for sure. Uh, definitely not exactly where I, I was before my injury, but I'm mm -hmm. getting there like every practice I'm 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 in, in new situations. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got this now. Like the most difficult thing I would say is the timing. Like I practice a lot of technique, attacking, mm -hmm. first touch, whatever. But like once you're in a game, you have to make decisions fast. Like, am I getting there? Am I not getting there? Can I step up here? Like, am I going for the ball now? It just takes a little bit of practice in the moment to make the right decisions. So. Over the last few weeks, I'm. I feel like I got better at that, and I still have room for improvement. But Ooh. I. But I'm in a good place. Ooh, I she's think. got the coach speak down too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, McKenzie, you come in. Obviously, a young team. But come on, I'll let you guys get out of here. Uh, what have you seen as the biggest growth through a couple of matches from your squad around you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think just. Coming into season, you know, there's so much expectation and to win and just all these. There's just two weeks of preseason and it's just like this long week and you just want to get to games and stuff. And I think that our team is really is really going out there and playing. Um, I think that we need to we have so much improvement to be done, but I think for having 14 newcomers and four transfers we've really started to figure it out um i think that tonight is going to be a huge test for us and to overcome adversity um from our loss on 
from our tough loss on Sunday. Was that um, odd at all for you, going back home? Yeah, or? it was odd. Um, it was very odd. Oh, she's um, transferred from <laughs> Nebraska. They played Nebraska last Sunday yes. for those that didn't know. Yes, it was very odd. Um, it was good to see my friends. And right. It's awkward because it's like <laughs> they're my friends, but obviously I want to win, and I wanted to win, um, <laughs> and I think the team did. And, you know, it was a tough loss, and we learned a lot, and – we learned a lot this week and during practice and meetings and stuff and reflected on our loss, but we're going to come out tonight strong. So I love it. All right. Um, before I let you guys go, this has been fantastic, by the way. Um, I'll start with you, Mary. What do you need to see from the crowd? What, I mean, it, it seemed pretty awesome from everything I heard last Thursday, but what do you need to see from this crowd? Um, first of all, I'm – I hope some people are actually listening to this. I'm expecting all the international, <laughs> the, all the international people at the game. I met okay. a bunch of all of the internationals. I met nice. a bunch of. I met a German dude. She was like, "I'm bringing 20 German people." <laughs> I expect all of them at the game. <laughs> I expect all of them, and then obviously I expect them to be loud and and support us. And yeah, I think they, the fans that were here la- the last home game, they did mm-hmm. a pretty good job. Just expect more people to come out. Everyone that hears yeah. it, they have to come out to the game. <laughs> you, you guys, I mean, Caitlin does an incredible job with the marketing of and the promotion of it. Patrick Woo! does an incredible job. Shout out. But yep. you guys do a lot of groundwork yourself too, right? Talking to fellow students and different – you want you want to see this place packed. Yeah, last week it was crazy. I felt like I couldn't even talk to my team on the field because everyone was screaming and, like, getting so into the game, which was – Great. We need that again t- tonight, especially to have the fans help us get this win tonight. Mackenzie Short, Mary Crawford, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you coming on. Thank Great you. Stuff thank tonight. you. Good luck tonight. Go thank get that you. Job. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back to John Crane Field next with the Plank Show and the top five stories of the day. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show on the road today at John Crane Field. I uh, got a lot of news and notes to get to, and we will also really 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 solid stuff uh, on the air comfort solutions text line here is before we get to the top five stories of the day before we get there how about this detective work off the air comfort solutions text line well you softball has announced it's groundbreaking for love's field the 405 writes so i guess that confirms the kansas state game won't be at 11 a.m well how about oh, the how about the four oh five diving in on the schedule? Well that's be, great. That's great be, news. Well it better not be. <laughs> we'll be we'll be over there at groundbreaking like seven in the morning. Right. But no, I I uh but it's not game day, it's the Friday before. So I I don't really know if that would confirm anything or not. I mean we're not talking about something that's on Saturday. We're talking about something that's on Friday. So I don't know if that confirms <laughs> if it, I appreciate the attempt. Uh, to try to make it feel a little bit better. But, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it, it's, there's still very much a possibility the OU-Kansas State game could be at 11 a.m. So, what do you say, Connor? Let's hit the top five stories of the day. Let's do it. It's time for the top five stories of the day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. All right, um, Newcastle Casino, that's not the one I did. I'm sorry. I made a fancy new intro for it, and nobody oh, could find man. it. I, I just it to, like, I saw I saw the first one that popped up yeah. on the computer. I I I I literally I've never been proud. I I got it, like I've been trying to find time to do this, and I put it together, and literally nobody has done anything with it. Send it to Josh; he didn't even read the email. Send it to Carrie of Production. TJ's on his 86th vacation. All right, appreciate you. 
Uh, anyway, Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers come to play. Big story number five. Number five. Now, we've spent all day here, so that doesn't mean we're going to stop. Tonight, the Oklahoma Sooners square off against Arkansas in game number, match number two here at John Crane Field. The Sooners are 0-1-1 so far on the season, thanks to uh, Mackenzie Short and Murray Crofflin for joining us to help preview the matchup. Mark Carr as well early in the program and Caitlin Fournier. They're going to have a a little petting zoo that's going on. It's going to be a whiteout, so they'll have white shirts. Again, the start is set for 7 p.m. tonight. It will be on ESPN+, Plus, but we hope you, we hope to see you here for Oklahoma and Arkansas in the Sooner State. Big story number four. Number four. Now, the other big news that broke while we were here is the official groundbreaking has been set for Love's Field, the new home, the future home of OU softball. The ceremony will take place on Friday, September 23rd at 1.30. It'll take place right over here on the corner. I'm pointing like you guys can see where I'm pointing. On the northwest corner of Jenkins and Imhoff, the groundbreaking celebration will feature President Joseph Harris Jr., uh, Joe Castiglione, Chief Culture Officer for Love's Travel Stops, Jenny Love Meyer, Head Coach Patty Gasso, and Shortstop Grace Lyons. The event will be open to the public. Parking and seating will be available on a first-come, first-served basis, and we'll have more information as we get closer. But there we go. OU's future palace for Sooner Softball, Love's Field, Shovel to Dirt, September 23rd at 1.30. Big story number three. Number three. All right, lots of stuff from NFL camps to get to, uh, including, I guess what you could say, the true Bad news of the day for Dallas Cowboy fans as Tyron Smith is injured and looks like he's going to be out for quite some time for the Dallas Cowboys. You're thinking about, you know, obviously, did I say Tyron? Yeah, Tyron Smith. It is, um, it's a big-time injury. I mean, this is a guy that has the potential to be one of the best, if not already is, established himself as the best at left tackle. I mean, we can debate with, um, what Trent Williams has done. I mean, I'm sure there's others we could fight over. And then Orlando Brown Jr., but uh, Tyron Smith has been one of the best in the National Football League. But um, Jerry Jones isn't lowering expectations. Well, we just found out in the wee hours of the injury, it's a setback. You've got to take what you're dealt and go on with it. We've got some good options. We've got a team around him. We've got a defense that is probably as strong as we've had in years. We'll have him, uh, and we'll have him at the right time. We'll have him in that San Francisco game, the equivalent of it that we had last year, and maybe we won't fall short. Meanwhile, I think they were talking. I think they were talking late November, maybe early yeah. December for a return. It just when you talk about an injury that involved a muscle being pulled from the bone, it's that not is. Good. Well, and he's hey, a guy. Give, uh, he's a guy that did he miss quite a bit last year too. True, true, true. And he's, a, uh, he, he's getting up in age a little bit, also. Do you give an Andrew Whitworth a call? Um, there are quite a few intriguing names on the tackle market, including Daryl Williams, the former Sooners. So 
We'll see how it plays out, but Tyron Smith out for a while for the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott talked about optimism for the Cowboys this season. Very, very optimistic. And because of the team that we had last year and because of what we went through, um, the way that we've handled it moving forward, I think we're in a better position this year than we, we, we were last year. And I know some guys have gone and some guys have, have left and went to other teams, but that, that's the nature of this business. Um, meanwhile, speaking of the NFL, two other quick notes to hit. First, Mac Jones on the struggles for the New England Patriots. Failure is putting a label on something that's not the process. So, like you just said, we're just trying to focus on the process and not the result. And failure would be considered a result. So, we're just trying to work through it all. And, you know, we don't need to overcomplicate it. It's football and it's a simple game if you, if you make it a simple game. So, we're all trying to get there. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. And then one more quick little NFL note from around camp. Miles Garrett, one of the leaders of the Browns, was asked about how this team has replied and re- replied responded to the Deshaun Watson suspension. I think it's an opportunity. I think it's a I think it's a challenge. So I feel like you know us as a defense, we have to you know, look forward to taking on that task. You know, obviously he's a very dynamic player, and we might miss his presence on on offense. But that's a opportunity for us to step up to the plate and be a, a very dominant defense, you know, regardless of what the offense does. There you go, round the camp. Are you a Cowboys fan, Connor? No, I mean i i followed oh, okay. the, I followed Dallas a little bit growing up, and obviously I uh, hopped on the Browns bandwagon. Uh, okay. So I guess I'll lean okay. to the Panthers again and follow the man Baker. I think I'll be leaning towards watching a lot of Carolina games too. Big story number two. Number two. Hey, Oklahoma City Thunder. Second pick in the draft, Chad Holmgren will indeed miss the season. It's a Liz Frank injury to his right foot. Suffered the injury in a pro-am game in Seattle over the weekend. Um, Sam Presti threw out his, his take on it, saying that he has a long career ahead of him within our organization. Chad has a determination and focus. We expect that same tenacity will carry him through this period of time as they work together in support during his recap. Connor, you are my OKC Thunder dude. How much does this hurt? Uh, badly. I mean, you you mentioned the tanking maybe again this year either way, but, man, I was hoping that this year could be the time to compete with Chet with the number two pick, but now it's looking like another tanking season, and for Thunder fans, just kind of be patient, wait for next year. But, man, that that hurts, especially when it comes to a – in a pro AM pickup game in the summer. That's what yeah. makes it hurts even more. Yeah. Um, very interesting, you know, to think about getting hurt in that. Someone, a couple, catching up on a couple of early texts to the show, Dr. Phil. Chet gets hurt in Seattle. Coincidence? Oof. You know, <laughs> I don't like to think about that, huh? And then someone had brought up how deep this 23 draft appears to be. So maybe it might be a situation where it is uh, Tank City. Well, I can, I'm drawing for, for some reason I'm drawing blank on the name, but who's the number one projected pick? Who's is he like seven one or something? He could shoot anywhere. Are on you the trying floor. to tell me that Bronny James Jr. isn't in this conversation? Yet? Oh Come man. <laughs> um, let's see the projected top the projected top pick in the 2023 NBA draft is Scott Henderson. 6-2 point guard out of the G League. And then there's France. Oh, if he's if he's France, it's from France. There that's him. He's all over the Thunder. Victor Wimbenayama? Yes, that's him. 
not even close. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe that's it. And also, uh, I love, I love me, I love me some Derek Whitehead, the freshman that's going to play. Hey, the only the only positive news is Thunder tickets will probably stay below ten dollars again. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you can still get it too. I'll go. Game. I'll still go watch a game and pay about seven or eight dollars. So again, out for the season, Chet Holmgren. That would have been the concern. It's a Liz Frank injury. He'll have surgery and rehab it, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Tonight, Brent Venables will meet with the media. First time we've heard from Coach in a bit. We we played you some of what he had to say about the um, about the practices, the prep for the season, and everything that went into it. We'll reset some of that when we come back. But it's been a quiet time at camp, which is a good thing. You've uh, heard from some of the players and the different collectives that they're speaking to. And, again, you knock on wood, we're still, you know, over a week from game day. You know, we are now at seven, eight, nine game days away from, from game day. So you hope everyone stays healthy. But get a little news on Sooner Camp tonight. And it looks like on the recruiting side of things, some good news could be coming on Makari Vickers, the talented defensive back out of Tallahassee. Also, I'll mention in big story number one, big one tonight up in T-Town. I'd be all over this. I'd be all over this if I was in Tulsa. Bixby versus Owasso in a massive matchup now that Bixby's in 6A1. In fact, I was looking at Bixby's schedule, and they're coming to Norman for a showdown with yep, Norman North in uh, late September. What, September 25th, I think? I'll have to go out and see my guy. Uh, actually, I guess it would be September 23rd because it would be the Friday after the groundbreaking. I'll have to go see my guy, Lauren Montgomery. But um, – Bixby and Owasso tonight, uh, and I'll be up. I'll be up in Tulsa Union Friday for the Westmore Tulsa Union, which I'm pretty excited about to call that game. I'm ready to see that new stadium. I went in 2016 to Tulsa Union, and I was already impressed with the stadium, but they added on to it last year, so I'm ready to see that. So can I can I tell you something so people don't get angry at you tonight because you're my guy, Connor? Sure, go ahead. Do you know how many people you just triggered by saying Tulsa Union? I know. I I do it I do it both ways. Sometimes I'll All say right, Tulsa okay. Union and then sometimes I'll I'll just say Union. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just listen. You're my guy. I don't want you to get in trouble. You say Tulsa Union. You know how it's always like the Ohio State? It's like the yes, Union. Yes. You got to make sure you get this. I know. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's tomorrow night, right? Over on uh, More Sports TV. Yes, sir. Uh krefsports.tv. Oh. Yep. I'm we'll learning. Be on there. I'm we'll learning. Be streaming. I'm learning. Quick break. When we come back right here on The Ref, let's hit some of your air comfort solutions texts next. Right, John Crane Field, where tonight the Sooner soccer team will be squaring off against Arkansas. Tickets available right now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. And tons, tons of cool stuff going on around the game. Come be a part of it tonight with The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. (laughs) Uh, With Connor Pasby, I'm Chris Plank. I will say I got a I got a funny uh, text during the break. Just just to let you know, Connor, how saying Tulsa Union. I'm getting, I'm getting attacked. I'm getting attacked now. <laughs> it says Tulsa Union. I graduated from Union in Tulsa, not Tulsa Union. <laughs> the Union. Uh, how about that? I better I better, the, uh, I better make sure I don't say that. Friday night, by the way. Don't don't say that. 
Don't say that. By the way, my man Brian in Tulsa writes, you can say Tulsa Union all you want. I'm from Jinx. It's all good. There you go. <laughs> oh, trash talking going on, too, between high school fan bases on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We've reached the zenith football season. Kendall writes, Owasso is going to absolutely steamroll Bixby. Bixby is going to wish they were still in 6A2 go Rams. We got we got some week zero high school drama before hey, before the week zero tell- college football. So uh, trip down memory lane, my uh, my very first ever play by play job was with the Jinx Trojans. I was a play by play voice of the Trojans for a couple of years, and and then I I would do scoreboard shows and I did TV. I did I did sidelines on TV. In fact, I was talking last night to one of my uh, I guess I can say buddies. At, at church, and he was talking about um, whenever he was in high school playing for state championship against Heritage Hall and, and Wes Welker, and I was like, I think I was the sideline reporter for that Tishomingo game, bro. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I was the Cox Cable sideline reporter for that game when Tishomingo took on Heritage Hall. But I, I have a, a – I don't do – I don't get to do a lot of high school football games. I don't get asked to do a lot of high school games. But then in the same vein, it's also – um, I, my allegiances are very clear now. It, I'm a Washington Warrior, tried and true. That's all. That's all there is to this. Okay. I mean, there's it's one side. But um, if there was one thing that would maybe kind of challenge my Cole Scott fan club allegiances for my Warriors, it would be that the first two years that Lauren Montgomery was the play was the head coach at Bixby, I was his play-by-play guy, and we had some fun. That was a cool staff because I mean, think of that was five A Bixby, right? Yeah, that was, that was before. before yes, it, yep, that was before they went up to six A. That's right. That's right. So it was cool. I'll never. We were at a. We were in a playoff game, and we were in Enid, and I mean, this is going to sound crazy. I think TJ, if TJ is listening in Tulsa, TJ Eckert might have been the quarterback that year, and I think he got hurt. Uh, and they had to play a freshman, and they ended up winning the game because he threw like a double reverse pass that might have been the worst explanation of a play-by-play guy describing a play ever because I may have lost my mind. But Bixby's always got a, a, a pretty special place for me because that's where your boy cut his teeth. Well, and that, uh, I'm, that uh, quarterback for Enid might have been – would have been Clint Shelf in that playoffs, or is that oh. – I got to go way No, back. no, no. It was – it was – this is going to really – it might have been even – I think it was right when Shelf was at Oklahoma State. Okay. So I think it was – gosh, because Shelf was at OSU in 07 or something like that, right? Gosh, I'm really going to mess up all my days because he was – this is what happens whenever you start trying to talk about old-time things. You miss, really, you miss no. years. You miss, like, dates where it, when it right. actually happened. Oh, gosh. So, he, so Clint Shelf was OSU in 2009 was his first year. So – Maybe he was, maybe he was, but it was it was the two years because it was oh nine and ten were the two years that I did it because that was and then I joined the OSU, the OU broadcast in eleven and kind of changed everything for me on on being able to do those games. But big Spielwasso tonight it's going to be fun up in Tulsa, and then as uh, Connor mentioned, we start I mean balls to the wall with our coverage if I can say that of high school football here on the ref and also on all KRF Sports. TV. And you said you're going to be up at Union tomorrow night for the Westmore game? I will. Myself and uh, Danny Henderson. So it should be 
a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of talent on that Union team for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be fun tonight. All right. Uh, fun tonight. Fun this next few weeks. All right. We've got a lot of a air comfort solutions texts and b Twitter reaction to a story that kind of carried over from T Rose show because Toby had the play by play. Well. I mean, the play-by-play voice of Alabama is going to be out for a while um, because of an illness, but he had the guy who was filling in. Eli Gold is out for a while. He's sick. And he brought up this, I don't know if the word is bitterness, but maybe more specifically grudge that Alabama still holds against Tennessee because of the Phil Fulmer uh, accusations and how he went to the NCAA. And I asked on Twitter, very simple question, what's the biggest grudge you hold in sports? Uh, I did like what my man East Bay Chris said, because I know there's no way he's listening to this show, and he's just trolling me. But East Bay Chris writes, none. My teams have been flawless. <laughs> Chris, stop. I Enough wish I that. had that. I wish I had that grudge. Uh, there's a lot of these. At Chris K 465 writes, the squib kick. Yes. A lot of the squib kick. A lot of this from at Sooners underscore B12C. I've let go of the Oregon game. We got revenge. I still need revenge for the Fiesta Bowl that we played on January in January of 2007. We do. We knew that. <laughs> especially, well, it hurts the player proposing after the game, right. too. You had um, everything Boise State's way. I think if you look real close, I think I'm in almost in that video because we'd all run over there to try to figure out what had happened. And I think you see like a moment where my head kind of pokes in behind that if you ever watch the video. I'm going to go back and watch. Go back and look. I will never forget whenever uh, Adrian Peterson came back that game. Right. And they had, they had for some reason, I, I, I still maybe one of the guys who's on the coaching staff remembers this, but for some reason around the turf, right over by our sidelines, they had, like, this tarp or this, like, slick area that was down. And, like, dudes, whenever they'd go over to celebrate something, like Marcus Walker's pick six or Adrian Peterson had a bid run, they'd slip in their fall. They'd bust their butts running over to celebrate. I was worried Adrian was going to get hurt again. But I'll never forget, man. I'll never forget that night. We flew down, and Pop and I covered it. And when we left, when we finally got all of our locker room stuff wrapped up, we rode in a car, the rental car, together, and I don't think we said a word to each other. I just think it was one of those that was that was amazing. What just happened in a bad way? <laughs> I think a, a way. I think a non football one to me is Ooh. OU Villanova in 2016, the Final Four, the where Villanova game. absolutely shoots the lights out in a dome, and yeah, lose by lose by what was it, 44. Yeah, that it hurts. was not good. That hurts. It was not good. After having smoked them earlier in the year in the Pearl Harbor Classic, uh, Jeff Young writes, I've got to agree with East Bay Chris. As a Lakers, Yankees, Patriots, and Canadians fan since birth, my only grudge is that every other team just needs to be better. <laughs> Jim writes, the Oregon debacle. Bob hunting twice to Tyree Kill. Lincoln Riley giving the game to Georgia. That's my top three in no particular order. Um, Crimson Pioneer. We got a ton of, we got a number of frozen tortillas thrown at us in Lubbock. Uh, and let's see, that day, what day was? Oh, the, in the 2005 Texas Tech OU game. Had no idea that blatant homerism was going to follow. 
Even Red Raider fans were telling us the Sooners got hosed as we left the stadium. Gosh, that 2005. Man, I completely forgot about that one, too. And it was such a bad – and I remember I was was listening to that game. I wasn't able to watch that game. And that was a team that I think Dusty has talked about it quite a bit – but that was a team that really had to, you know, they got humbled early in the season. They started out two and three, and they got beat at home by TCU. They got smoked by UCLA and Texas. Uh, and then they had won four straight games and played really well leading into that Tech game before they, they had that taken from it. One of my, uh, one of my favorite teams, uh, to the way that they overcame things. And let's see. For TJ, we can go for TJ Perry and all the Texas Ranger fans, David freaking Reese in the 2011 World Series. David Freeze ended up with the Dodgers for a little bit too, and I swear I still couldn't look at at him without thinking about what he did to TJ's Texas Rangers. Um, <laughs> Notre Dame trademarking play like a champion. Why? Why have we never sued the you know what out of them? Um, Steve writes, Des caught it. Tommy Statue of Liberty, the OU game at Oregon still peeves me off, writes Bill. <laughs> a lot of David Freeze in here, you were right. And then one more. I like this one from, I don't know, you've got too many numbers in your name. I'll just say sweet goatee profile guy. He writes, the last three national championship games Oklahoma played in, the 03 Sugar Bowl, LSU, Jason White playing for her, the 04 Orange Bowl, USC and OU were well-matched, but OU just had a rough second quarter. And 08 Orange Bowl, most talented Stoops team ever, Team Tim Tebow late take over. A lot of people will put that 08 Orange Bowl, they'll put that in the mix of like the greatest what-ifs. Like what if DeMarco right. Murray didn't get hurt on a kick return against Missouri? Well, and there were so, so many, so many chances it. in that game, too, because I, I can remember some – fourth down conversions that OU didn't convert on, and that ended up being costly later in the game. And then there's some people some who are kind mem- enough to bring <laughs> some up. Bad, the- some bad memories here, Plank. I'm sorry. Don't mean to do it. Oh, we'll cheer you up whenever we come back to wrap it up. It's Plank Show. We're at John Crane Field today. We're tonight. Today, tonight. Oklahoma will take on Arkansas. Get out here. Support the Sooners. It'll be a fun one as they look to get their first win of the season right here on the ref. <laughs> Final segment. Uh, we got to be quick. Steelman and Thuna Noon are coming up next. Connor, how did you feel about today's program? Looking back on it, did you feel good? I did. I did. And I man, we had some it. breaking news right when we hopped on. Which plan? Yeah, usually, you know, did. usually when you're on vacation, you miss out on all the yeah, <laughs> all the yeah, breaking I'm news. All the fun. Thankfully, I'm on vacation. But I will say, uh, Josh will be back tomorrow, so we'll get his instant reaction to the news of the day, which was Chet Holmgren officially being out for the season. Uh, and then again, if, for those of us who are ardent Sooner fans, diehard softball fans, the big news that finally shovel in ground for Oklahoma and Love's Field coming up September 23rd. We'll see if maybe we can't get Coach or – hear from some of the players at some point tomorrow as we get set for september 23rd again this is a friday and we had some people that try to say whoa uh groundbreaking at 130 does that mean it's a, not an 11 a.m kick we don't know i mean it still could be but 130 on a friday uh jenny love meyer will speak coach gasso grace lyons joseph harris jr joe c and it will be open to the public 
So that was a little bit of breaking news. But, of course, the big story today was the Chet Holmgren story. Now, in Ty- Tyron Smith getting hurt for the Cowboys, tough day for my man Patrick Dunn. All of his teams having all kinds of issues. But we know this much. Uh, no issues here tonight. Oklahoma Sooners softball, or excuse me, Oklahoma Sooners soccer, trying to get that first win of the season, and they need you. Uh, affordable tickets and a fun night ahead for the Sooners and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Again, you can get tickets by logging on to Soonersports.com slash tickets um, or buy them at the gate whenever you walk up. If you have a kid that plays in NYSA, they're going to have incredibly cheap tickets so you can come take part in it tonight. It should be a fun one between Oklahoma and Arkansas. So thanks to my guy Patrick Dunn. Thanks to Caitlin Fournier for coming on with us. Uh, thanks to Mackenzie Short. Uh, thanks to Murray Crawford. Thanks to Coach Mark Carr. Thanks to Travis Davidson. Thanks to Joey Helmer and Connor Pasby. Thanks to you. Ended up being a busy show. Uh, it and never we're, stops we're, on Twitter. And we're single digits away till kickoff. Nine with Mark Clayton. So we're almost there. Nine. You go Mark Clayton. I like to go Kenneth Murray. Yeah, I think it's, it's close. Good. It's a fight. It's a fight we can have. It's a fight. You, you go nine. I go Gabe Lynn. You know, maybe that's just Gabe me. Lynn. Maybe, Gabe I'm, Lynn's maybe I'm old one. school. Joaquin, Joaquin Iglesias. <laughs> Joaquin Iglesias is a good one. <laughs> Hold on. Is there I, – I keep thinking there was a quarterback that wore nine. Uh, did Trevor Knight wear nine? Trevor yeah, Knight, I, baby. We're Trevor Knight days away from kickoff. The, cur- the curse of Katy with, Perry. Try to give me some rock star like Mark Clayton. I give you Trevor Knight. Everyone have a great rest of your Thursday back in studio. Steelman and Thune at noon are next right here on The Ref.